Oh, I don't know if the mic picked it up, but that was my back and that felt good. All right. <clears throat> oh, one, two, three, four. This is a variety show with no particular... Wait a second, wait. I feel like I want to... Like I should present this show maybe a bit more accurately. So I'm going to try out a different lyric. All right. So let's let's try out this different lyric. I feel like this isn't really a variety show because a variety show would mean that I'd have on musical guests and, you know, dancing dogs on circus balls, etc. So let's 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 try this out. Let's see how this goes. One. Mm, mm. This is a mediocre show with no particular niche. Baby, it's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out. Me and you and you and you. Welcome to That Thing with James. I'm your host, James. And this is, if you're new to the show, a show about nothing in particular. This is more of a, it's a loose kind of thing. There's so many podcasts that are like, you know, about things, and inevitably, I will get on to a topic, so a particular episode will most likely be about something, but I rarely know I don't know if it's rarely, I, I, I don't come into the show with any particular subject in mind, other than just to hang out. That's all this is. This is a hangout. This is the kind of thing, do you ever, you know, put something on in the background? Like lately, I've been watching, quote, scare quotes, watching, quote unquote, Luther, starring Idris Elba in it. Idris Elba in it, Luther, John Luther. Uh, yeah, I've been quote unquote watching that show, meaning I've had it on in the background and I'm sure it would be a good show to like sit down and focus on. However, that's not what I've been doing because I'm a busy bee. I'm a busy bee. And... Um, well, I work from home for my day job, fortunately. I've been doing that for years before the pandemic, too. So I was already, <laughs> I already had the stir crazy before everyone else got it. So watching everyone else go stir crazy and like have all their realizations and everything, it was kind of like, well, you finally made it. Welcome. Welcome to the 21st century. Regardless, I digress. Um, yeah, I have found that Luther is a good background show and I can just, you know, pop in, like if I'm in the middle of something and I get a, you know, I get a minute from like cooking or something or cleaning up, I get a minute, I'm waiting for the water to boil, so to speak. Uh, I, I can look at the TV, maybe squat like a Slav because it feels good and it's, you know, it's good for your hips. You should... Slav squat more often in your life if you're not already. I will squat like a slav and watch 
you know, a few minutes, and I will know exactly what's going on. And that is a sign of good writing. And maybe we'll get back to that, but first, let's get back to where I was going with. If you're new to this show, this is basically it. I bullshit for 30 to 45 minutes, and, uh, you know, roughly around 30 to 45 minutes, and um, that's about it, you know? I have tried uh, making this show about something. I have tried making it some certain ways. And one, it wasn't fun for me. And two, it, it didn't really seem like it was a lot of fun for other people either. Uh, especially if, if I was putting in like a lot of homework for an episode or something. It was a lot of work uh, for very little payoff. Um and I just said, uh, eventually, you know, fuck it. And then I felt guilty. I felt guilty for saying fuck it for a long time. And then I got over that. So, and, and I'm still doing this show. So here it is. Uh, maybe this will keep you company. Maybe this will keep you entertained. Life is, as I once heard, and I, I adopted this saying, life is long and boring. So... Why not find some way to keep yourself entertained, if only passingly? So, and that's kind of what this show is. It's just a hangout. So, hey, what's up? Let's hang out. Now, uh, first of all, I've noticed I've got new people hanging out. I've got new subscribers on my YouTube channel. Hi, thanks for subscribing to my YouTube channel. Audio-only listeners, if you didn't know, this show's on YouTube. So, it's what you get with the audio with my pretty face, because I record video while I'm recording this audio. And also, after I record this episode, I'm going to record a free, or, uh, fuck, this is the free episode. After this, I'm recording a bonus episode. I record bonus episodes, so every time I release one of these free episodes, rest assured, I am also releasing a bonus episode, and I've got some new patrons as well, so thank you for becoming a patron. Like, thank you so much. That's awesome. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, for there's different tiers and stuff, shout outs with the different tiers so I can show my appreciation for your support. And I've also, since I've been devoting like every other week to, um, this uh, comedy shorts series called Minor Tensions that I've been doing. Um, I've been trying to put up some like behind the scenes content for that on my Patreon as well. So yeah, if you want to help support the show and uh, get some bonus content, go to patreon.com slash that thing with James. Um, yeah. So back on to Luther. Let's talk about Luther. It's, like I said, it's a show where I have found, and I'm sure I'm going to go back and like sit down and watch it and like really pay attention, but I have found thus far that I am doing okay. Like I know what's going on with the story, just having the show on in the background, like just to keep me company, right? And in my eyes, that is a sign of very good writing, all right, so one of the, and I'm sure I got this somewhere, probably from reading advice 
from other writers that I respect. But here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you can pop in at any moment and know exactly what's going on, then that's a sign of good writing. Okay? Even, like, I know there's this uh, Kurt Vonnegut thing. He was talking about, like, write as close to the end of the story as possible. So basically, like, when you start the narrative, like, know what the end point is so you have something to write towards. And from the beginning of the story, try to start as close to the end as possible and write the story in such a way that, and I'm sure I'm going to not make this as pithy as he did, uh, Vonnegut did, but um, write in such a way so that the reader could potentially finish the story themselves if your dog happens to eat your book when you're only halfway through it, you know? And I think that applies for TV as well, you know, you, or, or a movie. You, it's, it's really good writing when you just, you walk in at any moment and you know who the characters are, what they're about, what they're like, what they're going for, like what's their objectives, and, uh, and just have a general idea of what's going on, you know? And that's, that's kind of a really good, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, sign for writing. So if you're a writer or you're thinking about writing, make sure one of your goals should be to be clear. Just be clear. I feel like a lot of shows now nowadays, and I'm sure it's always been like this, but there are a lot of shows out over in recent years that rely on, I don't know what's going on. So for example, this show, um, oh Christ, this show, what the fuck, Servant. I've been watching this uh, M. Night Shyamalan produced show on Apple TV, and it's called Servant. Um, and I don't know which season is out right now. It's like season three or four. I think we're on season four now. Uh, and I watched all through the first, let's say, three seasons. Um, and it, this current season, I'm not that invested. I'm not that invested because, because I feel like the writer's are suffering from the the lost syndrome. This is something I thought of yesterday. Hold on, let me let me take a drink of water. I'm getting NPR mouth. Just a second. You know, I was just thinking totally we'll we'll get back. We'll get back to the writing talk if you're interested in it or not. I I, I don't know. I don't know if you find this interesting. I don't know if you'll find anything I have to say interesting. This show is just me bullshitting. All right? I've got the gift of gab. St. Patrick's Day has come and gone, but it's always St. Patrick's Day in my heart because I kissed the Blarney Stone and I've got the gift of gab. Granted, I already had it. I've always been a talker and a doer. But, um, you know, it's nice to say I kissed the Blarney Stone and I got the gift of gab and people say, oh, you don't know what's on there. You know who kissed it. People have peed on that. Okay, nerd, fuck off. 
the cool people, the adults, are talking right now. And the adults kiss a Blarney Stone, whether it's been pissed on or not. We don't care. You know why? Because it's fucking magical. And you know what else is magical? Elevator pitches. A really good elevator pitch. And I'm trying to think of one for this show. Like, uh, I'm thinking of this, uh, this Star Trek podcast I listen to. The I think it's called The Greatest Generation. Um, or The Best Generation. Something like that. Uh, they're really concise. They're like... This is a you know this is a podcast about Star Trek by two people who are embarrassed to have a podcast about Star Trek. Where's that for this podcast? Where's that for this show? I don't have that. And I've been I've been doing this fucking thing for like what three years? About three years now, if that. And um, I still don't have a concise pitch. So I'm gonna pitch some pitches to you right now. Actually, you know, I've got one in mind, and I want your feedback. You know, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you just write in the comments. Uh, if you're listening, you can email me, email me at my show email, thatthingwithjames at gmail.com, or you can DM me on like Instagram and Twitter. My handle on those two is at James J. Asher. And while I'm on socials, TikTok, if it has not been banned by the time this episode comes out in the United States. Um, my handle there is at TTWJ Productions. All of that information that I've just rattled off is written in this episode's description, so you don't have to, you know, rewind and listen to me ramble through. Regardless, I want your feedback. How does this sound? Especially those of you who've been following this show for a while. What about welcome to That Thing with James? I'm your host, James, and this is a podcast about nothing in particular. What about that? I feel like my concern here is that it might be too close to the Seinfeld thing. The, you know, Seinfeld, it's a show about nothing. Um they used that in the show, and that's kind of the rep it got. Even though it was about something, it just, you know, it changed every episode. Uh, but I feel like that kind of fits for this show, too. So let me know what you think. Uh, that thing with James, a podcast about nothing in particular. What do you think of that? If you think of something better, uh, you know, write it, send, send it in, tell me about it. Let me know what you think. Okay, so... Where were we going before that? Where were we going before that? We were going to England, and we were tuning into the BBC, and we were watching Luther, but it was on in the background, and we were able to pop in at any time because the show does not suffer like uh, the show Servant does from what I am now dubbing from this moment called the Lost Syndrome. Have you seen the show Lost? It was a TV show in the early 2000s. I think it was J.J. Abrams. He had a lot of shows out. There was like Heroes and stuff like that. But Lost, it was a big TV show. There's a good chance you've seen it. If you haven't, don't worry. Uh, you're not going to get lost in what I'm saying 
lost in my sauce unless I get lost in the sauce. The thing with Lost is that the writers, and especially if you've seen the whole series, then you know how, like, what a flub the final episode was. It's a, It was a cop-out. Like, the ending was a total cop-out. Um, if, you, if you haven't seen the show, if you haven't seen it all the way through, this is not a spoiler. This is just, a, in essence, it was kind of like a, oh, but it was all a dream. You know, that kind of a twist. And uh, the reason that happened is because the writers, and they admitted to this, if I remember correctly, did not know where they were going, which is to say they did not have an end point. They were not writing toward a final resolution. They were just writing and discovering along the way. And I get that. I've been writing for a long time. I am not yet a, I mean, aside from blog posts and social media, I am not yet, yet, is the key term, this will change soon, a published author, wink, wink, hint, hint. I, I, might, I might talk about that more in the bonus episode for the patrons. I'm not yet a published writer, but I can tell you from personal experience, having written things uh, in different ways and as a lifelong consumer of writing and shows based on things written, it really, really, really helps to have a specific endpoint, a specific resolution. Now, there are some people, myself included, who, and I, I used to be more so in this camp of like, I don't outline, right? Like for this show, I don't outline. This show itself might be a product, <laughs> a victim of what I'm now calling the lost syndrome. Uh, I, I, in writing, I don't necessarily, um, outline. However, on this project, on the next writing project I'll be working on, I will have a bit more of an outline. And actually, it's not entirely true because I kind of did know the whole story before I sat down to write it. But if you're sitting down to write something, um, and you don't know what you're going to write about, you just start writing, that's... That's just how it goes anyway, you know? That's how it goes anyway. And you discover the story as you go along, you know? It reveals itself to you, okay? And if you go through this writing thing, you can just start writing and writing and writing and thinking of, you know, maybe you don't have a, an end point in mind, as you're going along and discovering this thing that you're writing. And that's fine. But at some certain point, maybe halfway into the story, it probably should occur to you how you want to end the story. You need to keep writing toward a specific end um, because that will help you tie 
everything together because you can get lost as you're going through. You're, you're in the jungle of all these ideas of, I don't have any fucking ideas or slash I have too many fucking ideas. There's vines everywhere. We're in a thick, verdant, you know, tropical jungle. And I've only got this, you know, rusty, dull machete. And I'm hacking my way through and discovering little paths here and there, little paths forward. And if you don't have a destination in mind, you will ultimately get lost. And uh, that's what happened with Lost. They just, they didn't know where the fuck they were going. And it, it you know, it was kind of a disappointing thing. Um, but here's, here's an example of um, Breaking Bad. When they were writing Breaking Bad, they were discovering it as they went along brick by brick by brick, like every episode that they wrote out, they weren't sure what was going to happen, how it was going to play out, right? The story revealed itself to them as they worked through it, draft after draft after draft, day after day, okay? However, they had in mind a resolution. They had in mind a specific end. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you want to avoid uh, getting lost in the sauce, if you want to avoid having a lot of loose ends that you might just have to... Stephen King has this fucking problem too. You might have all these loose ends and you're not really sure where you're going. Um. The, your ending might be pretty lackluster. Stephen King's a great writer, but he's also known for having some lackluster endings, uh, like The Stand. A great fucking book, but then it gets to the end, and it's like, okay, what the fuck just happened? Um, And that can be avoided if you have a specific end. So... What's the problem I'm having with the show uh, Servant is that I feel like they don't know what the end is. They're just making it up as they go along. And that's fine. That is, that's the essence of writing is just making shit up as you go along. But if you don't know where you're going, even if it's just a general idea of where you're going, it can get really fucking boring and it can get confusing. So you can tune in and be like, um, I have no idea what's going on. Unlike something like Luther, where you can just tune in at any moment and say, oh, this is what's going on. Here's where these people are. These are the stakes, right? Um, ah, fuck, I'm getting lost in my sauce here. Let me take another drink of water. Okay, let's back up a little bit. Let's say the fourth season is the current season of Servant, all right? And I've just kind of stopped watching. I gave up because it doesn't feel like anything is really 
happening. And that can be pulled off. It's tricky to pull off to have a show where nothing really happens, where, you know, it's about the vibes. Um, it's tricky to pull off. A good example of someone who can pull that off, like it's more about the mood, it's about the vibe, is someone like David Lynch. David Lynch is an expert at, you know, vibes. Um, Japanese stories are a lot about, you know, the vibe, the mood and everything. But in there, there's always some kind of lesson or, you know, general philosophy that can be, you know, discovered. If you dissect the layers, something can be found in that, in those stories. The th I, I personally am not finding that in the show Servant. So I watched the first three seasons, and it's relying a lot on uh, suspense. It relies on you, the viewer, not really knowing what's going on. But at a certain point, you got to fucking, you know, inform the audience about what's actually going on. And I understand M. Night Shyamalan's bread and butter, his, his signature move is... What a twist. There's always a twist. And that's fine. Um, but I don't feel like it's pulling it off in the best way. Because it's gone so long. It's gone three fucking seasons. And especially the third season. I was just like, this is getting just kind of boring. Because I don't know where the fuck this is going. It's just like, okay, oh, Here's the thing. Oh, but this person was lying. And here's the thing. Oh, but this person was lying. That gets kind of fucking boring after a while. And even going with the Stephen King thing, uh, where he is indeed known for having some lackluster endings to his stories. Um, one way that can be resolved is by sort of, you, you can marry together the the lost, you know, the idea of suspense, because Stephen King regards himself not as a horror writer, but as a suspense novelist. I know this because I've watched interviews. I think he went in depth on that on like a Charlie Rose interview. Um, but here's the thing with suspense. You can have suspense where it's like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on, but the mood is dreadful. You can do that, but Personally, personally, I think it's best to take like a Buddhist or Taoist approach to suspense. You know, you can leave the audience in the dark, but you can also inform them at the same time. And what I mean when I say like a Buddhist or Taoist way is both of those philosophies say, you know, uh, the best way to uh, achieve serenity is to follow the middle way, not not too much overindulgence, not too much asceticism, just go the middle way. Moderation, temperance, the temperance tarot card, right? Well, uh, that's, you know, whatever. Um, here's something, here's something. It's popping to mind. It's a tip. It's a suspense tip uh, 
from one of the masters of suspense, one Alfred Hitchcock. His thing is, I'm trying to remember this, it's the bomb under the table, okay? So say there are two people sitting at a table having a conversation in a restaurant, and neither of them know that there is a bomb taped to the bottom of the table at which they sit, and that the bomb is going to blow, go off in three minutes. They don't know that. So how do you make that suspenseful for the audience? Well, you inform the audience. In fact, the bomb and the timer on the bomb showing three minutes is the first fucking thing you show the audience. You show them the end point. You inform them of the stakes right away. And then the suspense comes from the characters, the two people sitting at the table, not knowing that there's a fucking bomb under the table. And they're in the middle of what seems like a pretty in-depth conversation. That's That will cause suspense for the audience. Oh my God, these people don't know there's a bomb. They don't know they're going to get blowed up. Uh, what's going to happen? You know, that that's a good way to have suspense. So, you know, I feel like that's, you know, that fits in. That fits in pretty well. And this is a, the, what you're witnessing right now is a product of the lost syndrome. I currently am experiencing the lost syndrome because I don't have a specific endpoint, uh, a specific, uh, you know, lesson or thought to end this episode on. So I guess what I want to say is um, if you're a writer, if you're new to it or if you've been doing it for a while, and if you, but if you haven't tried it, try having a specific resolution in mind and try to inform your audience as much as possible because if you don't want them tuning out after three seasons, it really helps if you make it very clear to the viewer or the reader or the listener who's here, who, what, when, where, why, and how, and what are the stakes, you know? Basics, writing basics. Mm. Well, <laughs> uh, as I said, this show is about nothing in particular. It's just uh, something to have on in the background and some random mediocre having a mediocre conversation. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. And and uh, if you want, stick around for the bonus episode. Who knows what I'm going to get into there. I'm going to spend, I'm going to, I'm going to charge the camera and think about, you know, where I'm going to end the bonus episode. So I've got something to work toward, but that's it for this week. I love you. Shit. I had this fucking James Joyce novel here. I could have talked about that. Whatever. Maybe next time. Bye.